Welcome into No Punt Intended, presented by Club Fantasy. I am your host, Joe Zolo. Feels like it's been forever, folks. Happy to be back. It is week 14 of the NFL season for most of you, probably the final week of the fantasy football regular season. If you're like me in some leagues, you're in. That feels great. If you're like me in other leagues, you're on the cusp. You're not feeling great. You might be a little scared about your matchup. If you're me in Dynasty, you're 0-13 and you're throwing the season. So it doesn't even matter. But here we are lining up the penultimate to the playoffs right now. There's a lot to break down. And yes, there are two teams on buys. Luckily, many of you don't have many impactful fantasy football players from these teams. But there are maybe some that you have to navigate, like a James Conner, a Kyler Murray, potentially a Sam Howell if he's been in your lineup as of late. Let's get into it. Welcome into No Punt Intended presented by Club Fantasy. I'm your host, Joe Zolo. We can't seem to get the full squad together, so it's just me and Ryan. Which just is me and Ryan. Exactly what it was on your last show that you were able to make it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm you know, I'm halfway to halfway to dying at this point. I had fluid in my ear. We're chilling. Obviously, you can tell I don't sound great, but we're here. We're powering. I was gonna here. say. My voice is not, since I had COVID, fully come back to itself. So uh, people who listen to this show are going to have no idea what Ryan and Joe actually sound like. On no, absolutely <laughs> have no idea. Uh, Caesar, thank you. My burner account, thank you. Um, Your burner account has been active. Active. Oh, I listened to last week's show. It was great. <laughs> I listened to last week's show. It was awesome. Yeah. Joe Ortiz, the Mexican me. Oh, right. Fantastic. All right, uh, real quick, let's get this one out of the way because we got a couple here. Fields or Goff and Deontay Johnson, or it is Javonta Williams, not Devonta Williams. Yeah, he said he's driving. As... So first and foremost, thank you for tuning in and putting your life on the line, Lou. Hey, hey, Dad, remember when you told me never to text and drive? That goes for commenting on your son's <laughs> show and driving, okay? Thanks for listening. Uh, I mean, it's a good question. Fields and Goff in the same matchup. I'm going Fields, personally. It's Goff on the road in December. Don't like that. Yeah, Goff, uh, I went in and was adjusting my rankings today. Goff actually moved down mainly because I started liking other people more, but I didn't like any of them enough to put them ahead of Fields, so I'm going to agree with that one and just go Fields with the rushing upside. He didn't have that terrible of a game against Detroit. Let's say it wasn't like, oh, but it also wasn't terrible. Like, Chicago was in that game until they blew an 11-point lead, but (laughs) there's, there's that, so... Uh, and then Deontay Johnson or Javante Williams. Deontay Johnson plays tomorrow night against arguably one of the worst teams ever seen in professional sports ever. Uh, and Javante Williams is at home, I believe, this week. Yeah, right? I'm sorry. I was reading your uh, co-worker's uh, comment. Of course, yeah. yeah. Instantly becoming one of my favorite people. To watch yes. They're uh, on, technically, they're at home because every Chargers game. Every is Chargers a game is a home game. Correct. <laughs> so, yes, they're on the road at home in L.A. Uh, with the quarterback change and it being a short week, I'm all Javonta Williams. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I am not touching Deontay Johnson no. with Mitch Trubisky, with what we just saw in the Patriots game this previous week. I, I, did, I want zero, zero part of that game. 
Uh, and then we'll get to Caesar before we dive into news and notes. Um, to, to go back to your golf comment three weeks ago, week 11, um, that would be 17 points in a six point touchdown league. The three interceptions really hurt him and only 236 yards. And now you have to figure outdoors in the weather. So at home at home too, which is, yeah, yeah which is the, the, the downside there. I feel like we'll get a lot of, we will get a lot of Justin Fields questions because you obviously, you need to have a fill in last week. So I imagine the yeah. fill in still on your team. Uh, this is a good one because the um, one of the MVP front runners, guys, he's on the fucking Texans. CJ Stroud is not the MVP. Is he rookie of the year? Probably. I mean, he has oh, that he one unlocked. Damn well, better be. <laughs> he better be. All right. Not even close to the MVP. Uh, I mean, to me, this is Fields. I, I don't, I don't like Stroud going on the road to New York in shitty weather. <laughs> In in the road in New York and shitty weather. I'm I'm three hours away from New York. I can attest to the shitty weather. Oh, it's bad weather up here right now. It's yeah. <laughs> so um I don't think it's gonna be a great game for for Stroud. The Jets, for all their shortcomings, people run on them. And yeah. with them starting to get Damian Pierce more involved, Devin Singletary heavily involved. I think this could be a game where they're gonna lean on their running game. I love the Houston defense this week. I don't love the Jets defense, but I also don't love CJ Stroud. Stroud, you're looking at a mediocre game where Fields has the potential to pop. So. Uh, missing Tank Dell as well, which is another just dynamic. Yeah, and Noah Brown not able to get himself fully healthy. So we we talked about this a lot on Monday. And Joe, me and you, honestly, Joe, I got it from you. If we could get a John Mechie game, I'm not going to be fucking upset about it. <laughs> so. John Mechie, Alabama legend. You want to yeah, like know what happened? That. I watched five <laughs> offensive plays of Alabama. John Mechie caught five passes for three touchdowns. Yeah. Well, and then I'm just a parent. What? So when, when, when you or Josh fall in love with a guy, what do you know? The next week I'm in love with the guy. So. I, I watched. I went to a single USC game, and it was the game Drake London <laughs> got hurt. And I sat there. I said, oh, this kid's going to be good. And, and you threw another name out there who just got fucking released to Keontae Ingram. R.I.P. Arizona does not out. know how to run their fucking. Listen, yeah. running backs are a dime a dozen. That man will get picked up and have a week eight blast in 2025. And he'll be on everybody's roster the next week. Okay. Diving into some news and notes. Trevor Lawrence with a high ankle sprain. He feels a lot better. Could play in week 14. Motherfucker couldn't walk. Okay. I don't. He seemed relieved that it was a high ankle sprain. So that's something. Because <laughs> I'm guessing he thought something was broke. <laughs> so, or popped well, or torn. Long term, being broke is a lot better than a high ankle sprain. Well, for sure, yeah. Short term, take all the pills legally allowed. Well, and I was just going to say, short term in the situation they're in where they are fighting for their fucking lives with this surging Texans team and, and a and a red hot Gardner Minshew. Gardner fucking Minshew. Yeah, baby. I do have to say, I was, and I'm I'm a hype them up later in the upsides. I was between, because I had fields in two leagues. I had to pick up a quarterback. I was between Jake Browning and Gardner Minshew. And I said, mm, Gardner Minshew has been hot. I, I Something in me said Jake Browning is going to have a good week. He did. And he did. Well, Minshew did too. I, uh, Oh, he had a great week. Yeah, yeah. two weeks ago, Geno Smith, uh, who were his back-to-back -back games? Dallas and then um, whoever they just played. Uh, they or that was Dallas. Dallas. I can't remember who they played. The oh, San Fran. San Fran. And <laughs> yeah. I, I knew Smith was about to be on a rough two-game span. I started Minshew in both of those games and came out victorious. So. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, he won't have Christian Kirk needs core muscle surgery. 
Yeah. Saw someone out there say testicular torsion. I don't know what that is. Oh, I haven't got, I, I didn't get that detailed. In. Who, that someone else just had core surgery within the last like two seasons. I do not remember who it was. Though. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Josh Dobbs is your starter for the Vikings in week 14. Jay Jeff, uh, Jay Jettas, excuse me, is uh, back at practice full should play this week. Zach Wilson gets the official start. Josh Palmer designated to return from the IR dog status. Let's go. We love that. Uh, we'll get to another guy in two bullet points on that team. Yeah. I, I, so I promise you, Joe, I, I brought up the show sheet and I started working on other stuff and I went back to the show sheet and just saw the one bullet point you added. And I was like, oh shit, did I bring up the wrong show sheet? I was nope. like, what is this? Nope. Uh, Hayden Hurst has lingering amnesia from a concussion. I, that was one of that? the worst stories I, I had to read. And I, 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 I debated putting it on here because it's not a happy story and he's not really fantasy relevant, but I think everybody deserves to know what these guys are going through to entertain us. And talk about a guy who's big on his mental health as well. Hayden Hurst. Oh yeah. Short term amnesia right now. His dad said, yeah. Uh, Reminder Stevenson, Demario Douglas to miss tomorrow night's game against the Steelers. Uh, If anybody cares, so is Riley reef and Kayshawn booty. So you're welcome. Yeah, I love, I, 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 the Kayshawn booty. I just like, nobody cares. What do you mean? You don't have Kayshawn booty on your fantasy team. I actually do have them on two dynasty teams. Irrelevant. Okay. Yes. Uh, and then my bullet point, Quentin Johnston. Ha ha ha. Ha 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 ha. I was fucking right. Uh, as you can oh, see, okay. Vinny, I, didn't, I didn't know that this fell into the news and notes segment. And no. I promise you, after reading it, I go, he's just going to brag about Quentin Johnston. Look, being at, look, the next beneath, look beneath my nameplate. That's right. Oh, look. hold on. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't even know. I really need to start reading that. Like, look, first thing listen, when the show starts. I immediately, when he was taken, said Jordan Addison, the Vikings, just Justin Jefferson, yeah. the Chargers. I, it was I the, said it on the broadcast. It was the greatest connection of dots that I have ever seen made out of pure bullshit. So. I, I said it, it was like they, they just did what they did four yeah. years ago. Like, again, like yep. same school. Same fucking, and they're like, you know what? No, like they just Jordan Addison, arguably the best rookie receiver, Zay Flowers looking good, fell into their fucking lap. Yep, and it took him. Now, so did Puka Nakua with the Rams, but that was a fourth round pick. You know, I watched, uh, I watched a little documentary about Puka, and uh, I I didn't follow him a lot in college, but apparently injury concerns were one of the things that drew <laughs> threw him way down the draft order. So. That's fair. Uh, I mean, he's he's been on and off the injury <clears throat> list for. Yeah the majority of the season. He's, he hasn't really missed many games, but he's been on and off of it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I saw, this was great. I saw somebody just refer to him as tall Jalen Rager. I'm like, yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's where we, I mean, honestly, you said that from day one, you may not have said those words in order, but that's been your take right off the rip. So he, he's name me a good TCU receiver. Listen, I'm not saying that it's a foolproof. Like what I have is hundred percent correct. But it's right more often than it's wrong. But it's right way more often than it's wrong. Because there is a pedigree with schools. TCU has never attracted a good wide receiver. Here's how I know it's a good system. I have stopped fighting with it after these four or five years. Because, like, I don't have the rebuttals I would like to have. You are right. You can't. You literally can't. (laughs) Yeah. It's It's, I don't know what to tell you guys. I don't make (laughs) the rules. It simply just happens this way. I mean... Dude, I because I, I haven't been here on a few shows. How do you fucking drop an over the shoulder pass as a deep threat wide receiver against Josh, Green Bay? Josh was laying into him. I've I've been 
with COVID and then we had New York City. I haven't had a chance to actually watch a lot of games in the last two weeks. So I've been box score scouting. So I haven't seen the actual mistakes that are being made. I just know he's played like absolute shit. So all, all you need to know, he was a good two, three step. He toasted the defender. Obviously, yeah. he's fast. That's that's what his job is. I mean, Herbert could have put it in a much better spot. It hit him right in the hands, right over the shoulder. I mean, it's a tough catch for any receiver, honestly, especially if you're a first round receiver from a national championship contending college football team. Hit him right in the fucking hands. Um, how about how about a pass right in between the numbers? Uh, except for him, it's only one number. So maybe that's confusing for him. He only had one number. He wasn't sure. Like when coaches hit him between the numbers, he only has got the one on his chest. So maybe that confuses him, but it's fucking incredible. Uh, he might have more drops this season than Larry Fitzgerald has had in his entire career. Yeah, that's fair. Insane. Absolutely insane. All right. Uh, upsides this week, Ryan. Wow, we all went gooseys. Oh, for nine last week. So thanks Who for even? tuning in. I feel obligated. Josh and I, Josh and I talk about this in the background to make us feel better about ourselves all the time. Is with our upsides, we have a story to tell, but we've been going a little bit too bold, and I did not shy away from that at all this week. But the stories kind of tell themselves, and they make a lot of sense. But man, our picks have been just putrid absolutely putrid joe is in the lead of this contest with 10 wins and listen i i do want to preface for for new listeners we are smart okay what we do with our upsides is we kind of get a little fucking nuts like but again i had tyree kill for 200 plus total i was just gonna say we almost just try to get each other riled up is what this segment has become yeah because when you ask those questions like i believe like you know ramondre got hurt that hurt me but like there have been Multiple times, like Josh said, Brandon Ayuk, top five wide receiver against Philly. He was wide receiver 18. The dude was startable. Like, well, he balled out. It just, yeah, we, Josh, his narrative was that Debo Samuel was going to get shut down. It was the other way around. Debo was the one who went in with the bulletin board material and shit all over the Eagles. So, yeah. And then I picked Derek Carr like a fucking moron. So rough week. Rough week. And here we double, go. And then you're doubling down on it. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Why not? If Derek Carr doesn't work, why not go to the other guy? Exactly. Ryan, your picks. Alvin Kamara is the RB1 overall against Carolina. Worst defense in the league. There you go. Well, Brandon it's also a, it's also a makeup call. Uh, last week, he was my no touchdown special and he dropped deuce. <laughs> classic. Absolute yeah. classic. You it's, it's, a, it's a Ryan move, baby. <laughs> you want to you know what Bijan did? Zero touchdowns. <laughs> yep. Yep. And guess what he was? Your two touchdown upside. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, top 10 against Seattle. In the two touchdown special, we'll go to the one, the only, topping out at 10 miles per hour this season, <laughs> Austin Eckler against the Denver Broncos. Uh, I'm throw my quick note on that. I know we're going to talk about Kamara, but I do want to say with Eckler, doesn't it just make sense that we all fucking hate Austin Eckler right now? And there are going to be people who want to bench him this week and he's going to come out and drop two. Can we, like, that's kind of my thought process here. Other than the fact that he's also playing Denver. Can we, can um, we talk about the Eckler jet sweep on third and six by Kellen Moore? Joe, I, did you get a chance to watch Monday show at all to hear my horror story and why no. I was texting you? Okay. No, I so, did not. Real quick story. And a shout out to Joe Ortiz in the chat. We were talking a lot about this and he needed a lot of the things I needed to have happen on the Monday night game. And he got a win, but going back to the Sunday, Uh, Me and my little brother started this thing where um, we started with a $10 bet and we found like really easy things that needed to happen. Usually just decent players getting 25 yards. And when you combine them into three leg parlays, you can get even money. So we doubled our 10. 
doubled our 20. We got all the way up to a thousand dollars, Joe. And I needed Eckler to hit 25 yards and he <laughs> didn't hit it. So, oh, so that's why you were pissed. About that's why it. I was oh. living in the group chat. So uh, that it was the first time I've ever bet a thousand dollars on anything in my life. And it was the first time I ever lost a thousand dollars on anything in my well, life. Well, good news is you didn't, it's not like I you lost had a thousand yeah. and, and we had made throughout the journey because of the plus odds, we had made about 160 bucks. So it's yeah, so you're all fine. profit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I, yeah. He texted me and asked, uh, Joe, do you think Eckler has a chance? I said one. Uh, I'm at work, so I've been in and out watching yeah. the game. Two, definitely not. Yeah, I was so, at um, we went and seen uh, Book of Mormon for our anniversary. We were down in the city, so I watched zero football. So. That's okay. Uh, talk about talk about Kamara a little bit. I mean, you've been all over the Panthers run defense. Also, yeah, I mean, it's super easy to beat up on the Panthers run defense, and Kamara's been the only member of that offense right now. And I think yep. with Jameis, that's going to continue. Um, obviously, like I said, this is kind of a, a makeup call. I call him my two touchdown or zero touchdown last week, and he dropped two. But the long and short of it is, Carolina is giving up the third most points to running backs, and five straight games, running backs have actually hit seventeen fantasy points, and that meaning a singular. Is that good? running back because <laughs> it's 17 is that so good you had Rashad White with 19 Derrick Henry with 20 Tony Pollard with 18 Deontay Foreman with 17 and Jonathan Taylor with 17 these are in consecutive games so it seems like 17 is the floor for Alvin Kamara and we all know he could pull that off in the passing game alone you throw in a couple of touchdowns all of a sudden you're cooking with the RB1 it's a bold pick because Christian McCaffrey also has a cupcake against Seattle this week but I'm going to stick with uh AK as the top running back for the week <laughs> two things one see the questions coming in guys i know most of you here every week so you know we'll get to them uh but if you're just joining drop them in we'll get to them right after we go through our upsides are you not worried about Jameis winston if he needs to step in with car and concussion protocol not getting dump downs i would say you're gonna you're gonna deal with the lack of dump off passes but to be honest Jameis winston hasn't looked like Jameis winston he's willing to sling no. it but he hasn't looked great either no. there's gonna come a time where even Jameis winston is going to have the knowledge that let's just dump this damn ball off to Alvin Kamara. (laughs) Jameis Winston, Florida State, and knowledge have never been used in the same sense. That's fair. That's really, really fair. I mean, I think that's the real reason they were kept out of the college football playoff was because they produced Jameis Winston. They produced Jameis Winston, yeah. I love everybody saying, too, this is the best defense for Jordan Travis to be the Heisman winner. If If Florida State had Jordan Travis, they'd be in. Because they don't, he's that good, they're out. (laughs) How how much how do you give it to anybody need? else? <laughs> how much better of an argument do you need? That is yeah. the argument. Like, right? That's yeah, the like argument. literally when that when the committee says we can't put you in because you don't have your quarterback, Eisman. <laughs> that hat like it's gonna go to the kid from uh LSU, Jaden Daniels, I believe his yes. name. It should go to Jordan Travis. If yeah. that like that's the defense, yeah, easy. Like that's the easiest Heisman trophy. Here you go, of all time. Yeah. Josh's picks. I had Sam Laporta for 18 plus against Chicago, Cortland Sutton, 15 plus against the Chargers. How about Sutton and his efficiency? Two for 72 and a touchdown. Why not? And that's what he's done this season. He's catching he 40 yard passes. Almost that's how they should use him. A hundred percent. He's a 50, 50 ball guy. He, he's a, he's not a burner, but he's a possession receiver. For you younger kids out there who may not have been watching Cortland Sutton or may know the bigger name of like a Drake London because he's come out recently, he is Drake London, yeah, but better, <laughs> and with with certainly better quarterback play. And I, I don't think there's much tiny bit of a better quarterback one might yeah. say. Uh, London I think has a little bit better of getting open ability. I think his route running is a little better than Sutton's. 
again, I've seen Drake London I run mean, routes in person. London's just being insane. wasted at this point. Man. Oh, yeah, he's being wasted. But Sutton fits along that same line. But the big one, CeeDee Lamb, 28-plus fantasy points against Philly. Uh, he's big graphics. <laughs> yeah, it says graphics, and none of you filled in your picks like I asked, LOL. Uh, I was dying, and Ryan had his honeymoon, I think. So, I'll be honest, I didn't even see him ask us to do our picks early. I do my picks at noon on Wednesday every single week, and I did them. Oh, noon. I saw it and completely ignored it. And said, Yeah, I, I didn't see it. For the show. That's on yeah. me. That's me yeah, that's fine. Uh, I'll talk on CD. I, Josh has been dogging on the Philadelphia secondary all yeah. season long. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. And I think they now give up the most points to quarterbacks and wide receivers. And if there's a hottest team in football, you're probably handing that trophy to the Dallas Cowboys at this point only to just upset their fans in the first round of the playoffs. And now granted might be the second round at this point, if they win this week, cause they could get the one seed by the end of the week. Yeah. But lambs, I mean, lamb has been lighting the world on fire for the last feels like five, six weeks. Dak Prescott's been money names coming up in the MVP conversation. And I hate that being brought up in the MVP conversation, but then I look at the rest of the play across the NFL and I say, who the fuck else are you going to give the MVP to? Christian McCaffrey? Like, that's that's my guy, That's my number two in line. <laughs> CeeDee Lamb is primed for a fantastic game. This is in Dallas this time. And I'm sure he, I'm pretty sure he played very well against them the first time, too. I, I think Brandon Cooks has a good game. Yeah. I think Jake Ferguson catches a touchdown. Also, I did look at the show sheet last week, and I saw you put Jake Ferguson as a downside. And you know what I did? You know what I did immediately? I was Threw him in oh, every lineup. <laughs> I put him in every fucking lineup. I was like, that it's not even a joke. I was to be look- fair, to be fair, for three quarters, I didn't look terrible on this, but then Ferguson went off. He was so. like four for 54 midway through the third quarter. Yeah. I you had him at okay. under 10 points. Two and a half quarters. Four oh for God. 54 is nine points, bro. <laughs> nine points, bro. Okay. You, uh. Uh, but no shit, I saw that, and I was like, I'm starting Jake Ferguson. This isn't even a question. I'm putting him in my lineup. It was a bad week for predictions. And it worked. And it worked. <laughs> but CD will have a... He should have an ungodly week. I mean, there there's a very good chance Philly gives up back-to-back games of 45 points. That is that is a real, real possibility. Yeah, looking at PPR scoring, Debo just dropped 35 on him. Gabe Davis, 22 the week before. Uh... Justin Watson, but the Eagles don't really have an alpha 16 points. CeeDee Lamb, 30. Jahan Dotson and Jamison Crowder, 24 and 22. 25 from, Ty- 25 from Tyree Kill going back to week seven. They just get torched, plain and simple. <laughs> Jamison Crowder. Jamison Crowder, double or 22 points on him. That hurts. That hurts. Yeah. Uh, my picks. Uh, I got Jamis Winston top 10 against Carolina. Fuck it. Fuck it. Why not? I mean, why not, right? Get the crab legs going. Let's get his pregame speeches back. If his pregame speech is not on Bleacher Report by <laughs> like before kickoff, Jacoby Myers, 15 plus against Minnesota. I, apparently, Aiden O'Connell figured out that Jacoby Myers was a good receiver in their last game and started throwing the football to him. Minnesota, not a great football team. Uh, and my guy, my dog, who I said I didn't think he'd be that bad, he'd be a serviceable quarterback, Jake Browning. Lights it up again, 20-plus against the Colts. You've been the most pro-Jake Browning person that I've dealt with so far in the community. Where nobody uh, and I, else really I will, knew what to take from him, but you've been pro. I will I will say why. Again, I don't. I do not claim to be a college football fucking master, okay? I don't, I don't watch college football. I watch the important games. I watched a lot of 
Jake Browning highlights his last year at Washington. Cause that was the, I mean, that was before this year, the last great year, the Washington Huskies had, I believe it was 2018, 2019. He came out as a true pocket passer that had some mobility. Yeah. So to me, he was already a little bit NFL ready. When he played against Alabama, they got torched. That's nothing about his fault. That is Pac-12 going against, I mean, Alabama at its fucking height. That is that that's none of nothing of his fault. He either played against Jalen Hurts or Tua Tagovailoa. I mean, that team was loaded. There was something I was like, oh, he's not ready. I think he came in undrafted, or he was a late round pick. He was going to need time, but when they gave him the opportunity, you're sitting there behind Joe Burrow. He's a pocket passer that fits very well already into that offense. Jacksonville's defense isn't exactly scary on the back half. So there, there was something, I it felt it. I felt it deep, felt it in the loins. And I thought, and against a much better defense in Pittsburgh, kid comes in, brand new. He does okay. He didn't do great, but he does okay. Yeah. They warmed him up, got him going early. And I was, I, I'm sitting there, I'm pissed because I'm like, why is Zach Taylor calling like <laughs> screens the entire fucking time? And I'm like, yeah. oh, he's setting up a big Jamar Chase <clears throat> play. He's setting something up. What happens? 76 yard touchdown to Jamar Chase. Yep. He was setting something up. And then once that happened, takes off. How about the scramble on third and four to get 21 yards? Not to slide, but to continue going. He looked good. I'm saying he looked good. And you know what pisses me off? We have. Four fucking irrelevant quarterbacks in the New England Patriots roster, and this guy's been sitting there. Yeah, I, that's what threw me off. I did not. Twenty-seven years old. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I wasn't because he for came that. in at twenty-three or twenty-four. He was an older, quote unquote, older rookie. But yeah, it's. I like him a lot. I think I, he's he's playing himself to a nice free agent contract. I can tell you that right now. He's playing himself to a nice little contract. Uh, okay, before we get into the downsides here, uh, thoughts on Kelsey's girlfriend being named Person of the Year. Who else would it be at this point in time? I don't really. Can you name a bigger? I'm, I'm star? very pro. <laughs> very pro pro Taylor Swift. I, uh, congratulations. I did, uh, I did find it interesting because I understand uh, person of the year doesn't always necessarily mean good. That one of her competitors was, uh, what is it? Xi Jinping, the fucking president of China. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, it couldn't be on. I think that is, if you ask me what the opposite of Taylor Swift is, I think it's the guy who's fucking running China right now. So. RIP to the guy in China. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Julian, pick two running backs, Travis Etienne, Kieran Williams, uh, Devon Achan, or Zach Moss. Uh, Ryan. Uh, if I'm picking two, Etienne already has some some worries, and it was kind of saved by a touchdown last week, and now you may be dealing with a backup quarterback. I would want to know if Trevor Lawrence is playing in that game. As of this moment, I'm probably going Achan and Zach Moss. Uh, Kieran Williams has looked okay, but I, I think uh, Baltimore is going to give the Rams fits this year, this week in Baltimore. So give me Zach Moss and uh, Devonna Shan. So here's the thing. The only one certain for me is A-Chan. Also, what's with this double Monday night game? What's yeah. what's this bullshit? Week I think it's their way of protecting on the flexes. So I, I feel like... Eat, I, eat I don't shit. know. It's weird. Eat shit NFL it's, schedule. I mean, they announced it at the beginning of the year. So. I know, but why? I'm not saying you were wrong or anything. I'm just saying it's stupid, but yeah. I'm, not, I'm never wrong. Uh, no, I am. I'm wrong a lot, but we don't ever talk about it. I never put it in writing. So oh, exactly. 
Go find it. Yeah, uh, prove it, bitch. Yeah, I don't like Zach Moss this week. I don't like his matchup against Cincinnati. I've been a Cincinnati run defense defender for a long time, and they have not. They've been middle of the pack this year, uh, but look good in their last game against uh, Travis Etienne. I don't. This is the thing. I don't like the Rams at all going into Baltimore. Not even. Not even in the slightest bit. I'm gonna ride with the guy. I, I hate doing this. I'm gonna ride with the guy that you drafted first of all of these guys. Travis Etienne and Devon Achan. I don't love it. So here's what's funny is if I look at my rankings right now. So this is before I start letting my head get involved. Achan is my number four, and Etienne is my number five. Even going up against Cleveland, Etienne is certain to fall as I dig more into it this week. In yeah. fact, I'm gonna move him down right now. But um. So that would make it. I like Kieran Williams apparently a little bit more than I thought I would. So I need to dig into that one too. Zach Moss is the one that I, I feel like he feels the safest out of uh, outside of HN. But he I guess he goes to me. Yeah. So yeah. How fucking weird is that to say in, in 2023 that Zach Moss feels safe? So. Yeah. Right. Uh, Joe says certain love over Stroud this week. Thoughts. Um, fun fact. They're both in New York. Yeah. <laughs> uh, funner fact. Could you argue Jordan Love is hotter than CJ Stroud at the current moment. Oh, at the at this very current second, moment. absolutely. Yeah, that's weird to say. You have you have Stroud coming off of a a relatively rough game against yeah. Denver. Uh, Nico Collins ate, but Stroud didn't have a great game. Um, and Jordan at Love home just, in perfect yeah. conditions. Now and, he's going on the road Monday night in New York. Arguably, probably not the greatest conditions. If anything, is cold. <laughs> Worst turf in the NFL. As Worst we're turf in the NFL. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah, I no. This is you're not crazy. Look, I'm I'm for it. The Giants are Giants are awful. Playing if you them, believe so. it, if you believe in the NFL big heads and the big talk shows, uh, weren't the Chiefs a really good defense before last week? If you listen to this show, you know the Chiefs' defense is fucking cheeks and they yep. suck. Uh, but yeah, I mean, th this is Green Bay has figured out something. They have figured out something, and I don't think there was any with how bad Green Bay had played. It didn't feel like there was, there were too many people doubting the ball skills of Jordan Love. It was more <laughs> so decision making and what he was seeing on the field. The ball skills are never in doubt. He has now put the two together. Oh, and his uh, top wide receiver has finally decided to show up yeah. on planet Earth this year. Hurt that hamstring again, though. So uh, mm, probably shocking. out this game. So. Shocking. But even then. It's the fucking Giants. Like, it's the Giants. You know, you're you're looking at... He is a much better matchup. Just a much better matchup. Week 13 summary. Dads versus Elixirs this week. Dad won off the back of Debo, obviously. He's on a need-to-win basis right now. Yeah, they're, they're, dad, dad was fighting for the playoff spot. So. Yeah. Go, Dad. We love that. Uh, G says, Jeff Wilson season most certain A-chan car crash. <laughs> I didn't say it. The goat did. I don't know what that is. The sheep? I can't tell. Wow. <laughs> Tony Pollard or Zach Moss and Garrett Wilson or Puka Nakua will start with the two running backs, Ryan. Oh, it's Tony Pollard. Uh, the e Eagles have a good run defense, but Tony Pollard's still the, the main. I don't know. And I'm already talking myself out of it. Like, this is a rough week because we're going to get to Millie's comments here in a second. I'm talking myself all the way back into Kieran Williams. Um, my gut and Tony Pollard is my pick right now. Oh, you'd be proud of me. I started the, I picked up the Chargers defense last week and started them in honor of you. Yeah. Yeah. It worked out real fucking well. Josh, Josh is taking all the credit on the Chargers defense because he knew they were going to boat race everybody. So. Guys, guys, 
your local high school defense could boat race the New England Patriots offense. Okay, that's not like it's not that's not foresight. Uh, I I'll I will go Tony Pollard. I've said I don't like Zach Moss this week. I'm, I'm doubling back. I I just looked at my rankings again. This is me, my head and my heart, two different things. I put Zach Moss one spot ahead of Tony Pollard when I updated my rankings this morning. So, so friends, see, this is why you just don't do rankings and just do stuff in the moment. There you go. Right? If, if stop putting things in writing, <laughs> yeah, stop putting things in writing. Just do what your heart says. Tony Pollard, uh, and then the next one. This is a good one. I mean, Garrett Wilson, Puka Nakua, Puka. Left the game's been questionable. We talked about injury concerns. Uh, cross country one o'clock game, so 10 a.m. body time for them. Garrett Wilson is playing in the second worst offense in the league after the New England Patriots with one of the worst quarterbacks in a long time. Correct. Um, again, two guys that I have right next to each other in my rankings. Um, I need to go back and look at Garrett Wilson when he played with uh Zach Wilson. Right now, I have Puka two spots ahead, so I, I would go Puka. Um, but so much goes into that New York game, as we've mentioned multiple times, the weather. Um, and then again, I need to know what Garrett Wilson did with Zach Wilson. I feel like he was pretty formidable with Zach Wilson, um, but obviously the team as a whole sucked. So. If anybody wants to go watch Zach Wilson play football, it's $18 to get into the game. Mm-hmm. If anybody's wondering. I will go Garrett Wilson. I feel like there's more upside. It feels like any team that's like hot or like trying to like, get a playoff spot or like lead their division or get a good win. They're falling flat on their faces in Baltimore. Yep. I I don't like it. I am. I will go Garrett Wilson. I don't like this. Be straight. Don't like Garrett Wilson, but <laughs> the lesser of two evils here. Elixir. Who's the person you guys mention every once in a while that has a good kicker rankings. Uh, that would be Lindellians at Lindellians. Yep. Miss I Linda. got that in the chat and I dropped uh, the direct link to Matthew Barry's um, rankings where Linda is one of their consensus kicker. Yeah. Kickers. Um, I like to also think I'm decent at kickers. Yeah, you're pretty good with kickers. Yeah. So I'm actually yeah. top 30 in uh, fantasy pros for kicker rankings. So weird flex, but yeah, definitely hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. Uh, STD league as usual bench one. Uh, there's one thing you could flex on your top 30 in kicker rankings. That's Jake. probably my only flex at this point. Yeah. So. Um, so he's, uh, we got two two questions here. Uh, Jacobs, Bijan, Kieran Williams, bench one. Jesus. I'm going um, Kieran. I think this one's easy. Who are you benching, Kieran? Kieran Williams. I, I don't know why. If Chuba Hubbard can do it against Tampa, <laughs> so can Bijan. Uh, and Josh Jacobs plays Minnesota. Yeah, you can't really bench Josh Jacobs. I think I would bench Bijan in this matchup. That's uh, where I've leaned with a few of my other teams. I'm... I'm I'm flipping my script. I know I was just shit talking Kieran Williams in that Baltimore matchup. And Joe, you're obviously on the on the record of not liking the Baltimore matchup, but I will bench Bijan in this one. Yeah. So Elixirs, you know who's normally right on the show, so you know which one to go with. There you go. Uh Excellent. and uh his dad bench one Pollard Gibbs or Rashad White. Uh the Lions on the road against Chicago, Tony Pollard at home Sunday night against Philly, Rashad Actually, White in Atlanta. Eight. Rashad White this week against Atlanta. He is one of my downsides. So I would bench Rashad White in this one, and I am literally benching Rashad White on two of my teams. So I would also bench Rashad White. I don't like him there either. Um, okay, let's go to the downsides real quick. Millie's, I see you up next as well. We got all you in there. I know you guys will stick around. Uh, here we go. Downsides. Josh didn't put any of his in. Nope, uh, he, this week. Because he's a schmuck, but I did that last week anyways, but then I put him in afterwards, so it's fine. Uh, Ryan, you have Pat Fryermuth under 10 fantasy points against the Patriots. I mean, in all honesty, um, you could combine every single person, including the defenses, and they all might have under 10 fantasy points in that game. 
there's not, not impossible. Not it's not impossible. Uh, Matt Stafford is not a top twenty quarterback in Baltimore. He's barely a top twenty quarterback in the NFL said, right now. This is my cupcake pick, but he has also been very good for the last two weeks. This, this, <laughs> so. this is your cupcake pick. What are the odds this guy is QB one on the week? Just because, <laughs> what are the odds? Because I'm what, I'm entirely too confident. What are the odds Matt Stafford shows up and he's like, no, 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 no. Let me let me whip it out for you real quick and go QB one yeah. on the week. Uh, the no touchdown special to Rashad White. Go ahead. Uh, so just for those who have been playing along, the two touchdown special is a whopping two and 10 on the season. So terrible. The no touchdown special is six and six, though it did blow up in my face last week. Uh, Falcons have actually not allowed a rushing touchdown this season. And the only running back touchdowns they've allowed were both in the Washington game and both were receiving touchdowns, which is crazy. Brian all Robinson all, receiving touchdown. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, so all in all, they've given up the fewest fantasy points to running backs. They've only allowed a single 100 yard game this year. White had just 34 rushing yards against them. He did have a great game receiving uh, against them last time, 65 receiving yards. Uh, no touchdowns when he played them in week seven was not a very good week when he played them in week seven. So I'm just going on the history here and that somehow the Atlanta Falcons have figured out how to stop running backs. It makes no sense when you look at that defense. Um, they lost Troy Anderson early on. Um, I can't think of the name of their defensive tackle, but he's playing very well right now. Grady Clay's Jarrett. Campbell. Um, Clay's, Clay's Campbell, Grady Clay's Jarrett. Campbell's been playing pretty well. So, yeah. David Onyemata. So, so the interior of their line has really stepped up and shut down running backs, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with that. I don't think Rashad White has a very good week this week, and I'm obviously saying no touchdowns for him. It's almost like somebody said in the offseason that their free agency pickups uh, for their defense were going to be pretty good for him this year. I wonder who that guy was. If they would have had Troy Anderson, the, the backup for Troy Anderson, whose name leaves me right now. He's um, playing well. Playing so uh, Hardman, something I think is the last name. Uh, but anyway, he is playing very, very well right now. So Nate Landman, Nate Landman. Listen, listen. I'm just saying maybe, maybe more people should listen because I think a really smart dude said the Falcons – would have a pretty decent defense this year. And maybe Jesse Bates is like good at safety. And he's been talking <laughs> about that for four seasons when he was in Cincinnati. So I don't know. But yeah, yeah, that, that is a fun stat though. I, I don't know, know, but I was right. I don't know, but I was definitely right. Um, I was two and one last week on my downsides feeling yeah. good. Shout out, uh, sh shout out Tank Dell RIP. I don't, I don't like taking the victory on that one. Uh, but nailed Austin Eckler and had him outside the top 100 and was still would have hit that. Yeah, we don't need to talk about that. Shout out Puka Nakua's 76 yard touchdown, you bitch. <laughs> um, my picks this week I got Zach Moss outside the top 15 against Cincinnati. We've discussed it at length already. Uh, Puka Nakua outside top 25 against Baltimore. Also have discussed how I don't like the Rams at length already. So, yeah, you're very anti Ram show from you. Uh, I, and it should be for me. Um, but I'm doubling for down whatever on Puka. reason, I say for whatever reason, I'm 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 talking them up instead of down. I'm doubling down on Puka. Uh, <laughs> I just I, I really like every game I've watched of a team coming in hype into Baltimore. They just get their ass handed to them every yeah. time this year. So I'm just I'm I'm not Plus about you got Baltimore it. coming off of a bye, and and that's probably not gonna be good. Sure. Yeah, fuck it. I got Dalton Kincaid outside the top 10 against Kansas. This City. one was big. I, I was a little shocked to see this one. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, listen, he could have. He needs one catch for a yard in a touchdown and he's top 10. So Jim, like <laughs> Jimmy Graham last week, one catch, six yards was tight end 12. 
<laughs> I literally, I literally, he caught that, and I'm like, Jimmy Graham's a top fucking ten tight end this yep. week already. He, he, people didn't even know he was on an NFL roster in well, the man's uh, a top ten tight end. Matthew Barry on Football Night in America said uh, it was plus twenty two, no, plus thirty eight hundred on a Jimmy Graham anytime touchdown. Someone threw a hundred bucks on it and won. So, yeah. Dude, shout out to that guy. Yep. Oh my god. You get casual 3,800 on a Jimmy Graham touchdown shot. Yep. You know what? You fucking deserve it. If you're putting a hundred dollars on Jimmy, I was going to say, that's some fuck you money right there. That's, that's either, bucks. that's either you're really rich and have nothing to do with your money or that's a gambling addiction. And I'm willing to bet that it's the second one. Yeah. <laughs> Cause yeah. I think what were the stats like that, what were the stats that made you be like Jimmy Graham? G, he's played two snaps this season, but he's going to see double a touchdown the, on both of them. Going to see double the snap share. Yep. Uh, Dalton Kincaid, they're going to have the quote unquote primetime matchup of the four o'clock window. Yes. Seattle, San Francisco. I get it. It's Buffalo, Kansas city. There's already been recent history with these teams Yeah, and Buffalo's fighting, literally fighting for a playoff spot in KC. They could very well also be fighting for a, I mean, they'll win the division. I take that back. They're not fighting for a playoff spot, but they're fighting for like a three seed. Yeah. They're currently for, the third seed for a team where home field advantage matters more than I would argue any team currently fighting for it. Like they need yes. to be at home. Oh, uh, 100%. If they're going on the road it's a to Baltimore with the way, no. with the way Mahomes is playing this season, you can't put him in a hostile environment. Playing in no, no, not at all. And for, for those dolphins fans who are very excited that you're the one seed, your home field advantage means nothing. Yeah. Okay. That, that would be the one where I'm like, okay, Kansas City's fine. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, it was like, oh, home field advantage for the Dolphins. They have the they have the sun on their sideline. Uh, let me remind you, uh, 65 degrees, 70 degrees in Miami in January is going to be beautiful for yeah. literally any of their opposition that's, coming that's in. Called, that's called summer in Kansas City. Yeah, that is, that is a beautiful summer day in Kansas. They're going to love it, right? They're going to get a tan and win the game. Yeah. And... The other thing as well, I, it's just escaped my mind of what I want to say, but like, you don't have a great home atmosphere. Let's get that straight. The Dolphins yeah, don't it. have a great home atmosphere. This whole thing started on Dalton Kincaid, and now we are shitting on the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, but to also time out. Aren't most of these playoff games kicking off at four o'clock or later? Your only yes. home field advantage is the sun. Yeah, you better. If you asking. kick off at 425, the sun is gone. Yeah, there is no sun. <laughs> There's no sun. So, like, you <laughs> ask lose, us, you ask lose us your home Northern field <laughs> Yeah. You're literally playing in a neutral site at that point. Kincaid, I don't, doesn't it just feel like, both teams feel like they're just going to just suck in this game. That's what it feels well, like. I was going to say, so what I want to, I didn't know if you were going to throw this out there, but Dawson Knox is coming back this week, so... <laughs> I honestly don't even give a shit about that. But I'm, um, I mean, that if there's a tight end touchdown to be stolen, it's going to be stolen by Dawson Knox. Hundred so. percent. It just these two teams do not feel like they are clicking, and the fact that the Bills have come out and said Sean McDermott's job is safe, asinine, asinine. He better hire a defensive coordinator, or the Bills are going to be in hell next year again. Again, I think I think Sean McDermott's a great coordinator, but he can't do both. And from my understanding, Les Frazier may be back next year. And I mean, he was pretty decent for them. He was but good. 
it was a question good. of why did he step away and is he ready to come back sort of thing. So. And the narrative I want out there is that Eric Bieniemy was the reason the Chiefs were winning, even though that's obviously 100% not the case. But I want that narrative out there, okay? I want it out there because how hilarious is that narrative? Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. I, I like it. <laughs> they, they, they clearly did well. Uh, minus Tyreek Hill year one. So what's changed? Eric Bieniemy. Eric Bieniemy. Eric yeah. is the only thing that's changed. When you look at it, their weapons have gotten better from last year. I would say so. Yeah. I mean, listen, we're not saying by landslide stretches, but they've gotten better. So what's the common factor? Eric Bieniemy's not there. There you go. So listen, Andy, Re- Andy Reid's in over his head. Andy Reid is washed. First. That's, that's what I'm trying to, that's <laughs> the point we're getting at here, guys. Andy Reid is washed. No. I, I don't that's I don't think that's the case. I really do think there's just incredible dysfunction within that offense. But both teams just feel like they're struggling to grab on to last year. Oh, uh, very well put. A hundred. It, it just feels like they're struggling to grab on to things they did last year. And they are just physically, they are incapable of doing that as a cohesive unit and as a team. And even as individuals, I think there's, you got Tra- Travis Kelsey has been his consistent self. He's had his his down weeks here and there, but he's been his consistent self. Stephon Diggs is your is one of the best receivers in the NFL. He's been very Actually, consistent. When you really think about it, similar season to Kelsey, where yeah, I, obviously Diggs has had off field drama, whereas Kelsey, I wouldn't call what his off field is is drama, but there's been off the field stuff. Yeah, He's been good enough on the field, but haven't really had those. I mean, Diggs has had an enormous week here or there, and Kelsey's had like. Very similar seasons. (laughs) We look at, it feels like Mahomes is trying to hold on to last year. Josh Allen feels like he's trying to hold on to last year. Their run, yeah, (laughs) their run games, like, like people complain like uh, Brady never had a run game in his career. Well, and that's what got weird. Like James Cook looked good early in the season, and now they seem to be going away from him. Bye. But it's like you, Josh Allen has not really had a run game. It's been him. People complain, you know, Mahomes has had a run game. Isaiah Pacheco has been running for a hundred yards a game. Like he's got a running back behind him. He doesn't have Clyde Edwards, Alaire. He has, I'm not going to say legit running back. Cause it dudes playing like stomp the yard every time he runs. It's, it's horrifying how he runs, but there's something that's just not clicking with either of these teams. Dalton Kincaid has had good games. This, fe- this feels like a game. Buffalo has to get up for. And how many times has Buffalo had to get up for a game and they don't? Yeah. They overhype themselves and fall flat. It, yeah. it happens all the time with it. That is the Buffalo Bills franchise to a fucking T. There has been no other team to lose four straight Super Bowls. How do you not figure it out after number two? And also the NFC East (laughs) due to the same team. Like, it's just, this was supposed to be Buffalo's year to run the AFC East. They're barely 500. Barely 500. That's insane. Oh, and they lost to the Patriots. That, which, that, which should just eliminate them from the playoffs. Eliminate them from, from the playoffs. When you think about it. We know it was great when Trevor Lawrence went down with his injury. I'm like, well, if Jacksonville wins a division, shouldn't they just give it to Houston or Indianapolis? I actually, they lost I actually just saw a post that said the exact same thing, that uh, Jacksonville's been eliminated from playoff contention due to the yeah, loss Yeah, I mean, if you apparently if you lose your quarterback now, no other part of the game even matters. Yep. 
Millie Mills, Kieran Williams is a lock for me this week. He's becoming my so, proof. I was gonna say I, I had to go back. Um, again, I'm I'm a little out of touch from this past week. Kieran Williams actually had a great game against Cleveland again. Um, at the back-to-back great weeks. So I do think Kieran Williams against Baltimore, whether they're winning or losing, they are going to feed him. So I am very comfortable having Kieran Williams ranked in my top 10. So it would, going back to that original question, it would be Kieran Williams and Devon Shane for me, um, just because I don't want to trust Travis Etienne yet. It was it's very fair to not trust ETN. I'm hating having him on two of my teams right now. It is it's infuriating. There's I hate when things start to stack up, and so now you're dealing with a quarterback injury. You're dealing with losing your number one wide receiver, and you're dealing with your own injury. I don't like seeing red flags stack up. So. And how about just four straight weeks of mediocrity? Certainly, yeah. And even the weeks he was good, like I was worried. The weeks he was good, he had 55 yards. He was just saved by two touchdowns, touchdowns. in three yep. straight games. So I was worried about that when when he was on that stretch right there. Daniels, DK, Zay Flowers, Christian Watson, Brandon Cooks. Well, the Christian Watson question probably answers itself. I, I think so, but I also, like, Christian Watson, let's assume he was healthy. Like, I'm so nervous because he's never healthy. Let's be clear. He's always a play away from hurting his hamstring. I'm never confidently starting him. Ever. And that's what I was going to say is you get these two touchdown weeks, but like this feels like Gabe Davis from two years ago. I just don't feel comfortable putting him into my lineup at any point to answer this question. I'm probably going DK Metcalf. San Francisco still gets beat up by wide receivers. I don't mind Zay flowers either. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would. I mean, talk about a guy who's been on a fucking tear. DK Metcalf made Duran bland his bitch for yeah. most of that game. My second guy would be Brandon Cooks. He's they've again the hottest offense in football, and he's 100%. he's eating from from that. Yeah, I, I'm always going to choose ones over twos on that guy when it comes to oh, that's uh, fair. fantasy football. So very fair. But D- DK DK is the guy. San Francisco, contrary to what just happened, San Francisco secondary is not very. Let's well, say AJ Brown didn't have a bad game. Devonta Smith had a great game. So oh. like. He, San Francisco gets beat up on by wide receivers. Yeah. Where San Francisco's defense holds up is the pass rush. 100%. That's why, like, if their pass rush doesn't get there, their defense... Well, yeah, they have subpar subpar corners, plain and simple. No, bad corners. Bad corners. I was being far too polite. (laughs) Obviously. Would you guys start Swift or Mitchell? I'm going to imagine this is Keaton Mitchell. Uh, Millie Mill is staying stick with Swift. Tough matchup against Dallas. Keaton Mitchell has a more favorable matchup against the Rams. I do like Keaton Mitchell popping <laughs> like him off Swift. I say but not that much. I'm not not week one out of the bye, and and he did lead the team in touches the week before, but I, I'm going to go with Swift even in the tougher matchup. I will go with Swift as well. It, it feels safer. Keaton Mitchell's a home run play. Like if you, if you if for some godforsaken reason, if there is anybody in this game tomorrow night against New England and Pittsburgh that even sniffs hell 10 points because there's no way it happens. But if for some miraculous reason, George Pickens catches a 99 yard touchdown and you played against George Pickens, maybe swing for the fences with Keaton Mitchell, but I'm going to take a guess. You're going into Sunday pretty evenly matched because if anybody is starting <laughs> anyone other than Jalen Warren or there's defenses. an issue. Or defenses. Or defenses, true. I was saying, you might be behind the eight ball when the Steelers' defense has 38 fantasy points. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Uh, I, I will say, I was I do like Jalen Warren this week. 
Uh, it, that's probably the only guy on offense I like this week because Najee's dealing with an injury. But yeah, st- stick with Swift there. Uh, Woods girl, she says worried about the weather in the Northeast this Sunday, especially Cincinnati, gusty winds, cold, rainy. It's, it's that time of year, folks. It yeah. is, it is that time of year. It, um, it, it definitely weighed heavy on my mind when I was picking my stream of the week quarterback. Um, I, I didn't back off of it, but I, I am also nervous about the weather. He doesn't like it. So, yeah. Uh, need two wide receivers and a flex in a standard waddle cup, Olave, Deontay Johnson. Jackson Smith and Jigba, Jalen Warren, aforementioned, and Keaton Mitchell. This is a non PPR. Start with the receivers. I'm starting all three wide receivers. Actually, the the their first three on the list. So uh, Waddle, Cup, Olave, uh, Deontay Johnson going against a New England defense that just gave Keenan Allen a headache with a worse quarterback, worse everything around him. I'm worried about him. Still don't trust JSN to get the volume and the running backs. Again, you're just dealing with weird. I guess you could make an argument for either of those two running backs, but I'm going to stick with the name recognition Waddle Cup Olave for me. Uh, I will go Waddle Olave Warren. I yeah, I, I, I figured it would be Cup you would want to bench. So. If this is PPR, it, I mean, it's not even a question you're starting Cooper Cup, but Jalen Warren, he's been one of the most productive running backs in terms of yards per carry. There's certainly an argument to be made that Warren and Mitchell have a better touchdown upside than Cooper Cup. I think Warren does. I don't think Keaton Mitchell does just because of well, with that, with that home run ability too, though (laughs) home run ability, hundred percent, but Jalen Warren also has a little bit of home run ability. That's what I'm saying. So yeah, I'm not mad at starting the running backs because tech technically in, in standard, you should lean running backs for your flex spots. Um, but for me, the, the given upside of the three names at wide receiver, I'm going to go start your studs. And I understand that that, that advice can blow up in my face sometimes. And George brings up, there's a chance Najee doesn't play. Which changes everything. Then it's Warren. You, yeah. you got to go with the guy. But then again, that would have been super easy to say about Austin Eckler as well. <laughs> so. Very true. I, I Yeah, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all in on Jalen Warren there. Uh, lost Ramondre, should I start Jalen Warren? Jesus, okay, hello. Wow. There you go. Jalen Warren to keep Mitchell. Jalen Warren to keep Mitchell. Um, I, I'll stick with Jalen Warren in this one. Um. Though, if not, if Najee doesn't play, it's easy Jalen Warren. If Najee doesn't play, it's definitely Jalen Warren. Honestly, and Jalen Warren being used as a spot starter versus a full-time starter might actually work out better for him. I'm going to go Jalen Warren regardless. Again, I like Keaton Mitchell this week. I just don't know that I like him enough to get him into a lineup, and I have him on quite a few leagues. I feel like Jalen Warren gives you more solidified points and more yeah. opportunity, whereas Keaton Mitchell has a lot more going on around him. So well, again, he led the team in carries um, and touches in total uh, in week 12 before their bye. And I wrote in our waiver wire article this week, the bye weeks are time NFL teams like to implement rookies more into their system. Um, Keaton Mitchell, not necessarily a rookie, but this is his first year with a, a big role in this offense. It could be an interesting time to transition over to him, but Warren, we've we've seen that same transition from to Warren already. So, so uh, I will just uh, Adam Schefter just tweeted something. He's saying Puka Nakua's participation status during today's practice. Uh, Puka was limited in the walkthrough, but I don't know what the hell that means because he just did everything. That is quote Sean McVay. So, glad thanks for the clarification, Sean. 
That really helps us out for those Pukunakua fantasy managers right there. We call him limited and then immediately say he did everything. Yeah, of course. Uh, Elixirs, uh, Falcons not allowed a touchdown past nine quarters of football. Oh, you want to know why? Jesse Bates. Jesse Bates, baby. God, it's almost like somebody's like really smart. Yeah, Jesse Timothy Bates. Timothy, baby. Uh, Nino, you guys think Gainwell is worth a roster spot? Such a hard question because I need to know so much more about your bench. My gut reaction, I have a team where I am putrid at RB2, and my entire bench is possible RB2s waiting for an injury. Gainwell <laughs> is on that bench. If I have, if I, if I'm not, if there's never a chance he's going to play for me, I am not upset about having Kenneth Gainwell on waivers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. That's, that's what I have to say to it. Uh, starting Kincaid in league with 7% chance to make the playoffs. Should you pick up and start Goddard, Ryan? I'm going to let Joe, to me, no. It, Kincaid, as of this moment, and Joe, you, you gave me some things to think about and I want to go look at. Kincaid, as of this moment, is my tight end four. So Kincaid is a must start for me. Dallas Goddard, there's so much we have to pick up to understand what's going on there. And so I'm I'm going to hold off. And Dallas has actually been pretty good against tight ends, if I remember correctly. I don't have that one in front of me. Goddard tends to tear up. Does he? Dallas, I think. Uh, so he'd be dropping Jonathan Taylor for it, obviously. And, that's, and then I just read today, no timetable on Jonathan Taylor still. Has not went to the IR, um, but I, I hadn't seen if he even had the surgery yet that he was supposed to have. So very weird situation going on with Jonathan Taylor. I, I To me, I think your home run hitter is going to be Goddard because that team is going to be forced to throw the football, not saying that the Bills won't. But if you look at which of the two offenses are hotter, Dallas or Kansas City, it's not even a competition. And the team that's running better, and not just running better, like running the football, isn't like yeah. running better as an organization, it's the Eagles. So I'm Goddard. He was a full participant in practice. Injury is not a worry at all. I would I would do Goddard. I, I, I like that swinging for the fences more. You're 7%. You got, you got to take a big swing somewhere. I was going to say 7% because of that, because... The biggest thing is losing Jonathan Taylor potentially for the playoffs, but you got to get there first. (laughs) Yeah, you got to, you got to get there. Uh, Joe, Gino or Wilson or Stroud, Gino Smith, Russell Wilson, CJ Stroud. Pains me to say, but looking at this group, my rankings have Russell Wilson ahead this week. Uh, He's played decent football over the last few weeks, um, mainly due to Cortland Sutton. And I'm going to ride with that again. Um, I like the matchup going up against the Chargers. Wilson is just barely ahead of uh, Stroud for me and Gino. Gino actually plummeted down my list. I'm not big on Gino this week. Yeah, I mean, uh, Wilson has a home game in Los Angeles. So exactly. The only, the only guy on this list that has a home game away from home. There you go. I don't like Gino in San Francisco too much, and we've already talked about Stroud a lot. So, uh, yeah, R- Russell Wilson's the guy. Uh, George asking if Fairbairn do we think he returns. Uh, I wish I could tell you. I think it's uh, another week before he can even come back, if I remember correctly. So even if he does, that weather in New York is probably not going to be favorable well, for him. So he is to be activated in week 14 is the most recent news on Fantasy Pro. So I am wrong <laughs> about that, but I was just going to say I don't like him outside. You don't want to kick on that Jets field. Um, so I, I'm not rushing to start Kaimi Fairbairn this week. There are guys out there 
even probably like Greg Joseph taking on the Raiders in Las, uh, Las Vegas. I think that's a great matchup. Um, Dustin, Dustin Hopkins against Jacksonville, though you'll want to watch the weather on that. There's no one. shot Hopkins is available. If he's available on your waiver wire, go That's get Dustin good point. Hopkins. Um, here's, here's guys I think could be available that you could Jason go. Sanders doesn't seem to be getting a lot of respect from roster percentage. Riley Cause Patterson. Because he, he sucks. Jason Sanders sucks. That's why. But the Dolphins score a lot of points. That's true. <laughs> one guy that I think could be worth it is Blake Groupie. He's he misses sometimes, but he's at home in the dome against Carolina. He's probably available. If not, um, I mean, fucking wild card. Will Lutz has been terrible this year, but you have a guy like Will Lutz. Well, interestingly enough, I number nine kicker on the season, and he has that home game in Los Angeles, as we were mentioning. I think Will Lutz might be the call here, Joe. Uh, I like Groupie, Lutz or Groupie. Groupie is the. <laughs> The kicker seven on the season, and uh, they they have him listed as probable, even though the NFL doesn't use that tag anymore. <laughs> yeah, I would go. Um, that's my again. My guess is Groupie or Lutz are out there for you. That's who I would go with. Yeah, as I say, with Fairbairn coming back and an offense that could struggle mightily in, in New York, I don't think you want anything to do with Fairbairn this week. I just yeah, I don't like the weather. If he was at home, then yeah, he has Daniel Carson, Blake. Why do you have? Yeah, George, that's a weird league. <laughs> yeah. I mean, unless you're required, but yeah, I mean, at, at that point you're starting Daniel Carlson at home. Yeah. Carlson at home against Minnesota. Yeah. Two airfields. Tua. Two against Tennessee. Yeah. Don't ever think that one. Uh, Jake Browning or Russell Wilson full PPR. I, I want to be in on Russ. I know, or excuse me on Jake Browning, but I am very much in on Russ. This is not a knock on Browning. I think he is a decent play this week, but you have a good play in Russell Wilson. The only thing that kills me if, uh, of Jake Browning, not getting 20 fantasy points is the weather. So just, just keep an eye on that. Uh, if weather's fine, Jake Browning, if it's not Russell Wilson is a very legitimate pivot. So yeah, totally fine. Russ is the guy for me this week, re- regardless of the weather. But um, I, I like I said, I I could see Browning have a very nice game. If you want to set it and forget it, go Russell Wilson. There's 100%. nothing. There's yeah, no, nothing, no nothing you have to pay attention to on Sunday if you're throwing no. Russ in there. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I do think Russell Wilson has a good week. I just Jake Browning lover over here. Yeah. Jake Browning lover. Nothing wrong with that. All right, Ryan, stream of the week. <clears throat> All right, let's do it. Week 14 streams of the week, all available in about 50% of ESPN leagues. Give me my guy, Gardner Minshew at quarterback, taking on Cincinnati. I know the weather might be a problem. Minshew has played well in each of his last two games. He was actually the QB 10 last week. The Bengals are giving up the ninth most fantasy points to quarterbacks. And over their last five games, they're giving up about 22 fantasy points per game. Trevor Lawrence was the QB five against them last week, and Minshew should be able to make the top 10. I'm going to take Isaiah Likely at tight end. Shocked he was out there in so many leagues, but he has been pretty mediocre since taking over from Mark Andrews. They did just have that bye week, and he had four catches going into the bye. Hopefully, he was able to use that time off to get more acclimated to the offense. The Rams are giving up 14 points per game to tight ends, and they have allowed a a single tight end to score 10-plus fantasy points in four of their last five games. Finally, as I mentioned, I'm going to go with the Houston Texans in New York against the Jets. It's not hard to pick on the Jets as they're playing quarterback roulette. They give up the second-most fantasy points to defenses, and they just let Atlanta finish as the defense two overall. Houston has managed eight or more fantasy points in three of their last four matchups, and they were the defense five last week. Let's see a repeat again this week. Those are the week 14 streams of the week. Full article available tomorrow. Woo! 
Might have, might have coughed there at the end. I didn't mute. At the very, it's fine. It was right in the middle of my pause, and I, sh- I probably will be able to cut it out when I do it. Oh, uh, good, 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 <laughs> good. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it. we did it. I, uh, I hope you win this week. Um, I hope your team. A lot of great questions. Um, yeah. It's good to see you guys are still fighting for a playoff spot. And these are the kind of questions I expect from teams that are fighting for that playoff spot because it's like. I didn't have great quarterbacks all season. I'm choosing between Russell Wilson and Jake fucking Browning. <laughs> so uh, I just like, good luck I, to every one of you. I just like that. Most of our listeners elixirs, uh, notwithstanding are close to the playoffs. Yeah. And you know, it's just the elixirs curse that that's all it is. So he'll never see the playoffs, but well, the day told, he does, I told elixirs next season, he is going to get the first run of my standard rankings, my standard projections. So that way we can try to help him out in this standard league a little bit. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I mean, I, those aren't going to do you any good elixirs, but I, I wish you the best. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> you know, what are you going to do? Emma, Emma's very close to the playoffs. She's dead last in the fucking work league. Oh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, tough when you draft only Georgia Bulldogs when you're a Georgia Bulldogs <laughs> fan. So, yikes. Yeah. All right. For Ryan, myself, Josh, who is not here. And all you TCU Horn Frog fans out there, this has been no pun intended. Presented by Club Fantasy, you can follow Club Fantasy on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Club Fantasy FFL. The URL is clubfantasyffl.com. Always remember, defense wins championships, offense wins fantasy football. We will see you next week.